Hello and welcome to Bladespod. It is Friday, the 1st of May. My name is Ben and I'm joined, as always, by Andrew. How are you today, Paul? Yeah, good. We had a few technical issues earlier on, didn't we, as we were trying to get started because my microphone was boss. So, but other than that, I'm absolutely fine. Um, just crap technology again. Yeah, you've <laughs> calmed calm down a little bit from where you were 10 minutes ago. Uh, just, it annoys me so much. I mean, my computer is about. I got my computer actually with Nigel Clough for manager, so that should tell people how old how old it is. So that doesn't help, but yeah. Is that, did you buy it in celebration of how much? Uh... The reason we beat because I had a view from to do, and we beat um, Bristol City one 0 away. Do you remember that game where I think it, I think we own goal. I think it was Clough's first season where we were. Oh yeah, I do. Remember. Really awful game, and we won. I think it was an own goal, and um, and everyone will ask you for view from my computer bust on the. It's Friday night or something like that. So Sunday morning, sort of running into Curry's to get a new laptop and Bloody ended hell. up with this. And you've been with me ever since. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is dedication. You went and bought that a new laptop good, just yeah. to do the it, view from. It's, it's, a, it's a really rubbish laptop that um, I've just sort of stuck with that of laziness, I suppose. <laughs> Quite fitting that a, a Clough purchase laptop would be a, ultimately a... Yeah. A poor purchase that we you find it hard yeah. to get rid of. <laughs> I've got sixteen of them. Like <laughs> <laughs> so, I bought three or four just in case. Yeah. Nice. Um, well, last time we spoke was a surprisingly long time ago, as uh, mm. as our buddy Eggy was uh, quick to highlight yesterday. It's two weeks since we last recorded, but I, I'm going to put that down to the fact that um, we talked about the 06-07 relegation season and needed some time to recover from talking about Wigan and Tevez mm. and all that kind of stuff and. Um, yeah, we we batted a few ideas around for the next podcast, and then, um, in fact, you suggested this to me ages ago, and it was really staring us in the face. And I realised like what a perfect time to do this, um, given that the game itself has just been reshown on uh, you know its YouTube channel um, the other week. We yeah. are going to spend a whole podcast talking about Sheffield Wednesday two, Sheffield United four, September twenty fourth, twenty seventeen, and I cannot wait. I'm looking forward to this. How about you? Yeah, yeah, it's the the. Uh, I, I think that this is. I I never say it's the best game because I, I wasn't there. That but, but I think it, you know just as watching it from United view, it's probably the best I've ever felt as a United fan, and that includes the promotions. I just think it meant so much, which we'll obviously get onto uh, later. I think it's sort of the catalyst for everything that happened after. Mm, I think that's a good shout. It's, it, it does feel like even even three years later, like the defining game of the Wilder era. I mean, yeah. I suppose, yeah, we, we definitely will talk about like the, the grander meanings of the game, I suppose. But if you think, you know, get, getting us promoted out of League One obviously was fantastic and 100 points was incredible and all that. But the whole time we were in League One, that was basically the expectation, wasn't it? To get out of League One every single yeah. season. It was like, get out of League One. That is the goal of this season. So, you know, I'm certainly not diminishing that season because it was absolutely amazing. I loved, you know, loved almost every game in it. But yeah, to to do this in a derby feels even now like the sort of, I don't know, just like the flipping of expectations as to what the the ceiling of this team could be. I suppose that, and the, that's exactly right. That's that's the great way of putting it. That just it, it raised the ceiling. I think to. I think we all thought we're going to go up. Uh, I, th- I thought we'd survive, and I think everyone thought we'd survive. Uh, I didn't think we'd get anywhere near the playoffs. I didn't. Th- I thought Wednesday were going to be far better than us, to be honest, that season. Because obviously they'd been in the play- finished fourth the year before, aren't they? Uh, yeah, yeah, and they lost to Huddersfield in the playoffs. Yeah, and obviously we're just coming up. We didn't really spend loads in in the summer or anything like that. And you mm. do. It sounds mad now, but I think people should, you know, take take a step back. 
And you think, well, John Fleck's never done it at championship level. Jack O'Connell sort of failed at Brentford. If you, it's harsh to say that, but that's what people were, were thinking. You know, they're, they're, these players now that are huge for us at the, you know, at that point, we, they were completely unproven. So you, I, I think I was certainly expecting Wednesday to be in and around the playoffs again, and probably was around twelfth. 13, which to be fair we did finish 11th thing didn't we yeah I guess so yeah in the end but certainly we're, we're uh, in the playoff mix right up until the last couple of yeah, games yeah sure. I think the way it happened it wasn't like a 12th seat I expected us just to be mulling around all season the fact that we hit such heights and then basically fell off due to a, probably a poor January transfer window more than anything else to be honest and and I think the whole thing of the season as well it led us, it led us into the season after and Wilder learnt a lot didn't they from this season yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, on a on a personal note, uh, I started this podcast um, in November 2017, so I never actually got the chance to talk about this. So ah. I'm I'm looking forward to it uh, even more. Obviously, I've talked about it in in great detail with uh, yeah. anyone who'll listen. But yeah. I don't think I've got any. Every everyone's got memories of games and things where you think I, I can sort of remember everything about this in terms of the build up, what I felt like, you know that. You know, the, the actual emotions that I was going through. Like, mm. I looked at the Ipswich game uh, when we beat them 2-0, obviously they replayed it. And I, and I started getting these sort of, oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember I felt there. This mm. Wednesday game is sort of ingrained. It was like a, a genuine moment, I think, as a football fan for me. Um, yeah. From the build-up before and, and the aftermath, you know. For, for basically the whole weekend, from Friday to Monday, I could sort of tell you exactly how I was, how I was feeling at every step. Yeah, it was obviously a, a Sunday kickoff and an early kickoff as well, which I think... Uh, I think I, I kind of appreciated in terms of the the fact it was an early-ish kickoff because um, I, I didn't want to stew on it anymore. I kind of wanted to get on with it. I mean, I've, I've talked about how I feel about Sheffield Derby's loads on, on this mm. podcast, and not good is the answer. I don't, I don't, no. I don't enjoy if you're them. Like Derby, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, you know, I think I think watching this um, on TV as I did at home, uh, I don't think I properly relaxed until the last few minutes. It's just that awful fear, I guess. And then as soon as the game finished, I basically rewound it right to the start and watched the entire thing again. It's was... weird. I've never felt like that at a derby or any game, really, since or after. I've never been that on the edge of my seat. And obviously the game itself was one of the big reasons. I think the other ones we've had with Wednesday since were all, obviously all nil nils, pretty poor matches. Mm. Um, that's the only game I can think of at the top of my head. Even like the, the Leeds United away last season, the the only one I can sort of think I don't know that that game you could not take your eyes off it. Yeah, and it, I mean, well, can you remember your emotion? I'm interested to know uh, how you felt at the time, and then also because you you rewatched it the other week, didn't you? I know yeah, you probably watched yeah. it a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, that was actually the first time I'd rewatched it since the day of the game um, when it was. I on. think I've watched those twelve minutes highlights, which bizarrely on Wednesday's YouTube channel. Yes. I think it's the most viewed video on the uh, Wednesday <laughs> YouTube channel. I honestly think sometimes I'll have a drink, watch United or whatever, you know, on a Saturday, and I'll come home, I'll do a view from and stuff, and then I'll, yeah, I might have a couple more cans just as I'm doing it, and I think I'll watch that again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I really, you know what I mean? I, I, it's, it's a massive. I can remember every little bit to it and how we're feeling and stuff but yeah i think um every time a, a clip of it comes up on twitter it's a bit like those um you know those like late 90s chain email things where it's like if you don't forward <laughs> this then a, a terrible thing will befall you well, that, that's <laughs> yeah. how i feel about these clips it's like i have to watch it like even though i want to i've like i can't i can't scroll past without watching this full you know 
90-second video of uh, yeah. of Mark Duffy or whatever. So, yeah, but can you remember how you felt um, in the lead-up to the game itself on, on I, the day? I, I really didn't think we were going to win. I mean, mm. this is purely... We were doing okay, really. Uh, I think we were like 6th or 7th when it came to it. Yeah. Wednesday were a, a point behind us, but we just lost it on to Norwich, um, and we had so many injuries for us. Like At the time, Clayton Donaldson were our main striker, like first-choice striker, him and Billy Sharp. Mm-hmm. Both of them were out. We didn't know if Leon Clark were going to be fixed. He'd missed the Norwich game. It looked like we were going to go into a Sheffield derby with Chad Evans up front on his own, and this young kid called David Brooks, who a lot of hype about, but I'd never, you know, his first gamer against Norwich. So I were really, really worried, to be honest. How about yourself? Well, similar, but I was, and this sounds terrible, but I was like, I expected us to lose, and even more so when I saw the team, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I tried to, I remember, because I watched it, I watched it with my dad, and I remember, because I was going to get probably obviously get loads of offers, and I thought, I don't really want to be out if we lose. Mm-hmm. And I think the mentality, and I think that sort of sums up a lot of what how I was feeling about it. I was thinking sort of, I don't want to be out when we lose, basically. I, you know, I just want to watch it at home and forget about it. And the build-up to it, I was trying to keep busy. I was just like on my phone and listening yeah. to music and stuff as if like the game weren't going on, but I couldn't concentrate on anything. And then I think I went on S2 forum and the teams had come out and I genuinely had like a sinking feeling. And I, It sounds awful now, but because this is, you know, Leon Clark had not scored a single goal in the championship up until that point. Yes. Uh, he'd he'd not hardly, hardly been involved the year before. He had a bit of a spree at the end. But I don't think any of us thought it was championship quality, realistically. Then we had David Brooks up front with him, and then Basham in midfield, which had failed so many times. This is Basham pre-sort of uh, Leeds. I mean, he didn't play that well against Leeds, but, you know, <laughs> been in midfield for us a couple of times since, and it's worked out. But oh, at that point, Basham were a pretty poor midfielder for us for the most part. So Yeah, it was uh, only Baldock's second start as well yeah, for us. It. Sure, yeah. Um, Brooks's second start. Cameron Carter Vickers um, playing in central defence. He'd only obviously only joined on loan. What, yeah, that was that his third start. Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think he. Sorry, go on. I think I think that was his third start. I know he scored against Bolton, which were two games previous. I I've got a feeling that might have been his debut. He scored on. Yeah, certainly, uh, certainly around that time that he joined. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, Basham in midfield. I was thinking about this earlier. Like, I feel <laughs> it must be confirmation bias. But in retrospect, like every time I, I have this thing where it's like, oh, Basham's in midfield. That's a you know that's a weakened option for us. But he always mm. seems to do well. Like every yeah. example you can think of, he's actually done really well. And and this is another example of that. But yeah, when I saw the team, I was like, oh, you know, probably. I mean, I wouldn't be happy to lose in any circumstances, but. You know, a, a single goal defeat is probably not horrific out of this. Yeah, and I, I know. Think, you feel bad saying it, but I, I agree with you completely. But I, and I do think, I do think in retrospect, I'd bought into the uh, La Liga hype coming from the other half of mm. Sheffield, I guess. I mean, as you say, we just lost to Norwich, which was a... Um, I missed this. I was on holiday for that one, but I gather it was a incredibly frustrating game, which is obviously the, yeah. the genesis. Well, I mean, it, we, it was a frustrating game. I don't think we played great. I think the we had, like I said, Chad Evans up front on his own, and clearly unfit Chad Evans. Mm. We brought Nathan Thomas on. You know that were our one sort oh, of attacking change that we could make. And I wasn't on a downer after it because I thought we played well enough to show that we were going to be okay in the division. But I certainly didn't expect us to go to one of the favourites, which what what Wednesday were that season. Yeah, uh, away from home, a derby, and turn them over. Yeah, in such emphatic style as well. I mean. 
Yeah, in terms of um, you know the the build up, I mean, I I didn't read your uh, your view from ahead of this. I was like, I just I just thought it made me feel sick. I was like, I just can't I can't be doing with it. And I swear I didn't used to be this bothered about yeah yeah derbies. yeah. I think it's it's the internet. I think it's the the availability of widespread views and uh, banter banter for want of a better word that kind of thing. But yeah, I just yeah. I, I, I couldn't bring myself to see what Wednesday fans thought about us, if you like, ahead of this well, game. Well, that's another thing about the, the how we felt. They were so, so confident, which they often are, yeah. but to, to it seemed almost like rightly so, I, I thought, at the time. They just beat Cardiff away. No, they drew with Cardiff away the, the game before, yeah. which were a really good result. I think they were leading until the last minute, and I think they were just sort of getting themselves together. Like They had a dodgy start where they lost at Preston, then drew QPR, drew with Sunderland, which poor results. But after that, they beat Forest, they beat Brentford, and then drew away at Cardiff. It looked like they were getting into some sort of form. Yeah, they obviously had the... Uh, yeah, someone had put up that uh, older, bigger, better uh, banner, aren't they, over... Um, I can't remember what it was, over, over like a bridge as you uh, drive towards... I don't just on this. What, why is older better? Like, what, I don't, Why would you add older? I don't, yeah, I, I don't, don't know. I don't know why the older thing is any not County older than, uh, older than us both. Are they? I don't know why you'd add. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you want to? Uh, I don't know. Do, do you want to pick out some of the views from from the pre-match, or do you want to come back yeah. to them later on? Like, because it... the thing is with this pre-match view from is, I, I think I said it to you privately that it's like I've selected them after the event. <laughs> it's, I think it's, it's probably my, my greatest sort of gift to the world. <laughs> Because it just works so sort of beautifully. Everything they said were wrong. So there's obviously all the, the stuff about United being scum and all that sort of stuff. And then we've got never been so confident under a derby. Let's be right. They're saying that they, they're the favourites because Paul Coops, Billy Sharp and Leon Clark might be fit. Now, forgive me, but I hardly think our back four are going to be losing his, uh, sleep and worrying about those useless bunch of cloggers. <laughs> so that was one. Then this this is just perfect from what happened. If Billy's not fit, that means they'll be depending on Leon Clark panic over, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is fantastic. Uh, yeah, do they honestly think we're going to be bricking it over Paul Coots and John Fleck? They probably think we're bricking it over their entire team. Of course they can win on Sunday, but I genuinely believe our experience will have us the edge. This is the most calm I have ever been about a derby. Yeah, form goes out the window and all that, but that is complete balls. We're playing well. We have a better team. And we are, we've never been found out against better opposition. We will be absolutely fine. Nervous because this is their cup final, but we are the better team. <laughs> this is their cup final, of course. I mean, one of them, uh, the the ones there that you read out that are like, oh, you know, if they think we're panicking. I mean, that that kind of suggests there was probably an element of United's fan base that were confident going into this game. But mm. I don't know. I I just I just wasn't at this point like I, I still thought you know we, we'd had a good start to the season I'm just looking now we won yeah I we, think we won five lost three seven, think, yeah. and yes you're yeah, right we, we were bad. six yeah yeah we were in uh we'd had a good start to the season I think without any knowledge of who was I guess who was going to be a good team that we'd played against us we won five our last six as well yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah. so Probably we should have had a bit more confidence, but I just didn't. And yeah, I guess um, I guess there's things like you know it's the first derby since uh, the Ched Evans uh, mind the gap season, mm. if you like. So so yeah, that that was kind of hanging over as well. That like since the last time we played each other, obviously we'd had one of the the most terrible ends to the season, and to mess up that position that we were in 
uh, trying to get promoted to League One, and then obviously it got worse for several more years. Years while you know while Wednesday kind of went from strength to strength in the, yeah. in the championship, got to the playoffs as you said. So that was like you know the, there was that sort of tinge of embarrassment in the air for me. I think of like oh you know we it shouldn't have taken this long, and I think actually. Uh, the Wednesday fans were singing words to that effect um, as we took the lead, weren't they? Of, uh, yeah. know, six years been waiting for you or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I think the thing is as well, I think our t- that were t- that Wednesday side was a team, highly expensive players, experience. There's actually a comment on The View from where it says, uh, the way Carlos, uh, Tom Lees and Sheffield Wednesday have conducted themselves before the game is absolutely fantastic. Calm and composed with a clear message. They know Chris Wilder, he goes on for ages, but he basically says, like, he knows Chris Wilder, I'll have them all riled up for this, but I think Wilder is showing his lack of experience in big sellout games. I think it's starting to get to him, and he's sounding like a rabbit in the headlights, which... Now sounds ridiculous because Wilder's obviously one of the best managers in the country. But you have to, again, at the time, we were just a bunch of no-marks, weren't we? Wilder had never managed at that level. He'd never managed in a game of that size. Whereas these Wednesday players, you've got Forestieri and, Re- you know, ex-premiership players who have sort of been there and done it. Yeah, I mean, I'll run through the teams in a second. But um, anyone who'd played in the championship uh, in our starting lineup had not had much success. You know, Clark. Basham for a bit. O'Connell obviously didn't make it at Brentford, um, mm. although they would have been in League One, I believe, at that point. Anyway, um, no, so... he didn't play for Brentford. So there were a clip going around actually before this derby of Lucas Zhao absolutely tearing Jack O'Connell a, a new one. I don't know if you remember that. I don't know. I when he played for Brentford, uh, Wednesday beat him. I think it was four two or something like that. And Zhao did actually give O'Connell the run around. He was saying, "Oh, this is this big defender. They're all talking about. Look at this." And yeah, because I do remember obviously when. Uh, O'Connell came up. O'Connell were really good in League One. Don't get me wrong. You know, eight out of ten season, but he started quite poor, and it took him mm. a while. I was thinking, is he going to be? Oh, is he going to be? It sounds stupid now, but <laughs> yeah, the switch to the back three definitely helped with O'Connell. I think got the got, yeah. the, most, got the most out of him for sure. Um, who is your most? I forgot he played in this game. Player from our team. I but you've already said him. It was Carter Vickers for me. Yeah, I think for some reason I don't know why, but I thought. I thought Simon Moore was the goalkeeper. I think if you well, I don't know if you put me on the spot, I think I would have gone with Simon Moore. But Black, uh, Jamal Blackman was yeah. the number one to start the season. I think the fact I couldn't quite remember that sort of is testament to how little he had to do. I mean, I don't. Uh, yeah, this, yeah, isn't, yeah. this isn't a, a criticism of Blackman. It's more a com- compliment of our defending and a, a criticism of Wednesday, if anything. But I just I don't remember yeah. him having to make any saves apart from the goals. Obviously, um, no, not, they were two sort of really weak shots that he got down low to and I think that were about it uh, you know I, I mean Blackburn in that game that's another one you're thinking is a young goalkeeper going into a sellout crowd derby mm-hmm. at Hillsborough they've got Westwood in goal who's been there done it and, seen. and I think it just sort of you look through the, the two sides and now our team it's not a surprise that we beat them mm-hmm. you know got Brooks Premier League player Stevens Premier League player Fleck linked with Arsenal you know Baldock's uh, apparently on the verge of an England call with O'Connell, our team looks better, but at the time it didn't. Yeah. We, they had all the experience and all the uh, sort of we would we were nothing. We, we I wouldn't even say we were considered potential by most people. Yeah, I, th- I think that's uh, I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, there's not you know there weren't there was, there was experienced players there weren't there for us like a lot of our hmm. the play. It, this is what I always find amazing with Wilder is it's not. It's not really like, you know, we've signed like a bunch of teenagers and then they've become brilliant over the course of three seasons. Most of these no. players have been pretty average through their career and yeah. then in the last couple of years have become incredible. I mean, 
I think Paul Goose is the best person at summing that up in Mm. how poor he was when he first came. And then Wilder comes, bang, that's it. He's like the best player in League One. (laughs) Yeah, indeed. Right, let me just run through the teams then. So Jamal Blackman in goal, uh, O'Connell, Carter Vickers and Jake Wright, who we've we've not mentioned so far, Mm. uh, in the back three. Uh, A midfield five, if you like, with the wing-backs of uh, Ender Stevens. Chris Basham, Fleck, Coots and Baldock on the right. And then, yeah, Clark and Brooks up front. Brooks sort of drifting off him, I suppose. Um, On the bench was Simon Moore, Danny Lafferty, Sammy Carruthers... Mark Duffy, of course. John mm-hmm. Lundstrom, everyone's favourite player. Chad Evans and Billy Sharp. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre to think that Chad Evans was like in this team. I know he didn't play. He nearly played. He very, very nearly played because Clark was injured the game before. Mm. Um, and the, the thought was it was going to be Evans up front on his own. That Can you imagine that if Evans had scored two goals? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably best not to. Uh, <laughs> Wednesday had Westwood in goal. Uh, Reach, Van Aken, Lees and Hunt at the back. Lee, Jones, uh, Bannon, Wallace, Hooper and Fletcher as the rest of their team. Um, Billy Sharp's on the bench for us, by the way. And by all accounts, he wasn't anywhere near fit and he was never, ever going to come on. He was there basically as a as a pick-me-up, you know, a morale booster. Yeah, yeah, I heard that as well. But, uh, I mean, I, I don't know who... So on The View from one of the Wednesday fans said... Uh, Charles bound to play. He did co-commentary for Doncaster Rovers on Sunday, so that means he's playing. It's like, what? How? That's the watch. Of that. yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> a like good one. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just just remember being really really nervous before kickoff. I think, and then you know, I, I still uh, rewatching it. I still got a little bit nervous. I think, and you know, mm-hmm. when you hear that, I still feel a bit sick when you hear that high ho Sheffield Wednesday awful chant. Being sung yeah, it's not even the their own chant, is it? It's not even their chant. Everyone thinks he's wolves out there anyway. So. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I was pretty sure it's a, a wolves thing, if it's anything, to be honest. Um, but yeah, we we the game kicks off, and I, I really, I mean, I was struck by this watching it again. Like right from the start, you could suddenly see how much better we were. I think I don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, super retrofit this narrative I suppose now that we know the result but yeah, yeah, know, yeah. I, I do think the first two minutes are a microcosm of the entire game I mean we kick off Leon wins a header against Reach immediately yeah. uh, Coots wins a second ball immediately and you know we're suddenly playing like intricate passes in their final third and then yeah to, to, the goal itself comes from Basham winning this uh, like a massive 50-50 yeah, header yeah. On, on the edge of our box Leon lays it off to Brooks, who dribbles past two Wednesday players and gets brought down, and that becomes the free kick. You see, when we watch this back, and I think we both said the same, it's not a surprise seeing those players do that. It's not a surprise that Basham's stronger than the Wednesday players. It's not a surprise that Brooks is running at people and, you know, uh, Coots is keeping it down the corner. But again, that's in retrospect. At the time... That they didn't expect that at all. Like the fans, at least, of Wednesday did not realise how good United were. And I think even in those early two minutes, I don't think we just caught them cold. I think we're like, right, this is how good we are. Come on. Yeah, it did. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think I do remember feeling like that in the first half. Definitely watching it for the first time, yeah. but certainly rewatching it, it's like it's almost become standard to expect us to play like that now. Of like, well, yeah, yeah of, course, of course we've got the ball on the floor, and you know we're, we're sort of pinging these triangles on the edge of your, edge of your area, that kind of thing. But, yeah, I, I just shout out to Brooks here because, and maybe we can, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it in plenty of detail, but as you say, he made his, I think his first start um, against Norwich. I mean, he, he was, I don't know if you remember this, but he was going to go on loan to Chesterfield yeah, yeah. Th- for this season. And then he, 
Uh, I can't remember which way around it went, but he ends up playing against Chesterfield in a preseason friendly. Yeah, he's got a wonder goal, didn't he? Yeah. Incredible goal. Yeah, it was. Uh, I know it was only a friendly, but it was very, uh, very enjoyable to see that in the flesh. Um, so I mean, he was, you know, he's. I think he was what nineteen at this point, and he's. He looks a young nineteen, doesn't he? he? Does, he's quite, yeah. um, I don't know what's the word, like a waif, that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, very youthful looking, and, and still is quite slight of frame, I suppose, but. I can't understate how, or rather, I can't overstate how incredible he was in this game. All that taken into account, absolutely zero fear. I mean, you know, a lot of players would absolutely shrink in this kind of uh, environment, I suppose. But he, yeah. right from the start, is like, no, I'm just, I'm just going to go at you, mate, and I'm going to dribble past. It's, um, I know it down. It's Bannon and Lees. He makes them look about fifty years old the way he dribbles past them, and then, uh, yeah, Lees, Lees ends up tripping him up. It's just. It's such a great start, I think, to be like, right, we're we're just going straight at you. We're not yeah. going to be. There's none of this like take the sting out of the game and you knock it around our back four or anything like that. I mean, it was quite. Um, I managed to dig out some stats from the game, and I was a little surprised how uh, how much of a split possession wise there was. I mean, it it kind of makes sense when you think about it because we were, you know, we were winning for most of the game, yeah. so we were yeah, just yeah, kind of yeah. let Wednesday have possession, but. Yeah, even in that first half, Wednesday had um, almost sixty percent possession. So we, yeah, we we were like trying to to attack quickly, I suppose, rather than yeah. I think Wednesday were really really slow on the ball. Like mm. we were just we weren't oofing it by any stretch of the imagination. We were just playing like we do. You know, we're fast. We we, we get forward quick. That's what we try and do. We don't mess about with needless passes at the back. I think that Wednesday side, as we again, it's another thing that you look back on, and it seems obvious because that Wednesday side is pedestrian. You look at it, yeah. there's no pace there, there's nothing really sort of, not really anyone there with a bit of trickery like Brookside who's going to take anyone on or anything like that. And I think they played really sort of, stale. they looked stale then. And the fact that they've still got half, well, more than half of these players still play for them is incredible, really. Yeah, I just want to jump on that, actually, because I don't want to forget that. Because this is a, a, I kind of make a, a self-imposed rule on this podcast of not talking about Wednesday that much and... Sure today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think we've probably broken it a few times, but yeah, I think you know you can't not stick the boot in here. I mean, here we are, like three years on, basically from this derby. They are still relying on Reach, Bannon, and Fletcher to do something for them. Yeah. And, and as you say, those players were. I mean, Fletcher's a decent Championship striker, but they're not. They're not that good, are they? Yeah. They are three aging. I mean, Reach is only like uh, I look. I suppose only twenty-seven. So yeah, he looks older, doesn't he, Reach? He, he <laughs> seems to have been around. I mean, sorry, I don't mean it like that. I mean, he seems like to have been around for a long, long time. Uh, really. Yeah, uh, I think you know, that, you know what? I think if they went to different clubs, Bannon, Reach, Fletcher, no, maybe not Fletcher. He's obviously getting on. They might thrive again in a different environment, but they're just so stale. Yeah, it's, and they looked it there. They'd failed in the playoffs twice, obviously. Um, and it was like, this is right the third go, and it, it looked like they'd sort of given up the fight a little bit, I thought. Um, and they were awful this season. Yeah, and I, I, I was really... Because I, um, I... I remember Reach playing, like so when, when I rewatched it, but I was surprised that Fletcher played in this game. I, I, I did, n- yeah. I had no memory of that at all, which, again, probably speaks to how completely ineffective he was, and he was he was eventually taken off for... Did he go for Zhao, actually? He went off for Rhodes. Off oh, for Jordan Rhodes. Uh, it was still... Uh, JR7, yeah, Jordan Rhodes. At the time, you're thinking, oh, God, they've got Jordan Rhodes on bench and we've got Chad Evans, you know. I think the Rhodes thing, I feel like that was just a fear that he was... It did, 
That's rude to ever score against us apart from against for Norwich. I, I don't know. I mean, my, my head he scored for is it? It's uh, got against us for Huddersfield. Loads. I'm pretty sure he scored against us in that. You know that three 0 defeat under Wilson. I think it was Wilson's first defeat. Uh, okay. I think he scored in that alongside the the great Gary Taylor Fletcher, another former Wednesday night. Gary Taylor Fletcher, what yeah, oh. yeah, he's uh, but yeah, I think um, like I say, Rhodes, he'd not had a good start at Wednesday, but you did think he's bound to get getting in the goals at some point. Obviously, it's never happened. We're still waiting, aren't we? So <laughs> <laughs> yes, could, could be a while. Um, but yeah, I just I, I thought that was a, a. I mean, genuinely, I was quite amazed when I looked at their team and was like. They've still got Fletcher, Bannon, and Reach now, and they're still without having an in-depth knowledge of Sheffield Wednesday because I actually, I actually don't. I mean, I I've had to hover my mouse over a few of these players to work out what their first names were, like um, yeah, uh, David Jones. Like, who the hell is that? With <laughs> <laughs> central midfield, for example. But yeah, just, so anyway, just uh, rewatching the game, I was like, they're still those are still their key players. That's insane. I mean, you know, by contrast, our key players are still O'Connell and Fleck. And well, actually, to be fair, it's just those two, really. I mean, Basham as well, I suppose, but not in midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but well, everyone else, I think in our team now, we use classes regulars: uh, O'Connell, Baldock, Basham, Fleck, Stevens. So it's, you, I think you're looking at five players in yeah, six, six players, seven players in the entire squad. I'd say with Sharp and Lundstrom as well. Uh, yes, although we should probably clarify, car- excuse me, clarify. Um, Baldock and Stevens, it's a, it's a year or two before they become oh, yeah. close to what they are now. Stevens I mean, had a pretty average season overall, didn't he, in this one? And, Bald- and, and Baldock, yeah. I, I think Stevens, this is one of the uh, kind of uh, maybe misremembered or forgotten facts. Stevens was actually probably better than Baldock in this season. It's just for some bizarre reason, nobody finished all the chances that Stevens created, and he was on the uh, he was the guy like in the in the position where he, you know we ended up conceding high profile goals like the uh, the Snodgrass yeah. one that everyone seems to remember, um, and yeah. John Lundstrom, of course, every, was just an absolute non entity. Well, quick, quick count and the Wednesday squad uh, for that day, they've still got ten players there, and bear in mind they failed miserably now. Yeah, for three seasons we've gone up since this so it's understandable that we're going to still have six or seven players of the core players they're the ones who've got us there this is a team Wednesday team who've finished like mid-table three seasons and they've still got ten players there from from it's from, incredible it? Six, from uh, 19 uh, seven subs in it 18 so ten of their 18 are still there yeah and that's that's three managers later that is reprehensible that's, yeah I, I'm well, Chancellor always says, doesn't he, apparently, that he, he doesn't like to sell players because he likes to have a family. But you can't do football like that, you know. We, I like Jake Wright, but I won't want him in back four, or back, well, back three, you know, next next time we play again. I, I just, I mean, if it were anyone else, I'd feel a bit sorry for them. As it is, I just find it hilarious. But it's like, even even then, I can't help but be like, what are you doing? Yeah. I, I don't I mean, understand I'm... how you're doing this so wrong, but yet still have this... Uh, you know, this idea that everything's great and the chairman knows exactly what he's doing. I work with, actually. And he said to this Wednesday fan, uh, another guy I work with, he goes, do you ever buy any players? Like, just, <laughs> every time we play, you've got exactly the same players. Like, oh, yeah, we bought a couple of players, but... Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and usually that only happens if you're really good. <laughs> you yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, you're, you're doing like, really well. Yeah, Man City team has been the same for a few years, hasn't it? But, yeah, that's Man City, so... Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and, and you know, the complete opposite with with our approach, which is like constant improvement. I mean, if yeah. you know, if, if Stevens hadn't taken a big step forward last season, we would have signed another left wing back by now. I'm sure of it. You know, at the age yeah. he is, well, so is he... the, the person who's standing out to me there is Coots. Yeah, 
you know, we 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 could have kept him on for another couple of years. Once he can't, we could say, right, you know, you've been injured, you're unlucky, but give you another couple. But that's not how Wilder works. It's harsh, and that's what football is. Yeah, and we went and we went and got a, a better goalkeeper. All right, he's on loan. Uh, we got a better central central defender. Yeah, uh, realized that Basham was better on the right of the uh, right of the three for the way we want to play. Yeah, it's just. Uh, Constant improvement. No, improvement. Like you say, you look at that team now, and now we play Blackman with Anderson on a loan. We got Duffy in, uh, sorry, Duffy in. Egan instead of uh, Wright, which is what four million, so a fair amount. But Coots has got Norwood's in for a, a couple of million. We're not spending loads of money to improve that team, and it's so much better. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty remarkable to contrast the two for sure. Um, <clears throat> so we, we arrive at the first goal <laughs> in the third minute. We did uh, we did joke before this podcast that it's not going to be three and a half hours. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, the, the goal is to not be longer than the game itself. So we're, we're going to try and move along <laughs> at a good pace. So where did you that... watch it first before we? Sorry, because I'm not asked you that. I watched it at home with my did dad. You? I yeah. I, I'm a bit like you. I don't want to. I... I've watched too many Sheffield derbies in pubs, I think, to <laughs> want to put myself through the feeling of like how it feels when you lose and just yeah. sort of like dragging yourself out of there and going home and stuff. I was like, if this is terrible, I want to be able to just switch off at full time and just like, you know, I'm already home, just go and do whatever, go and make a cup of tea or something. Um, so yeah, yeah. Just, watched it, just watched it with my dad and uh, yeah, it was a good decision, I think, in the end. It would have been obviously amazing to have watched it yeah, in town, I suppose, yeah. to actually have been there for sure. But I didn't really know what to do after. I'll, we'll get on to that. Sorry, carry on. We're only mm. on for minute three. <laughs> <laughs> so we got this free kick on the edge of the area. Um, Brooks and Coots have a bit of a, a conferral about it. I don't think that's a word. They confer over it. Um, and then Brooks ends up just flicking it, or rolling it backwards, really, under his studs. And Fleck just smashes it into the goal. Ah, it's such a. It's. I love watching. The, yeah. It sounds stupid, but I've watched this so many times. Like, I love that it. I don't know. It just the the movement on the ball or the lack of movement almost. It's such a pure strike. Like, yeah. It sort of just travels at the same height all the way in, and obviously uh, Westwood doesn't move at all. And yeah, I just thought like, you know, as I said, we started really well, and to kind of punctuate it with a. Kind of a shocking goal in a way, in terms of like I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I imagine if you're a Wednesday fan, you're also like, oh my god, you know that is that was like shockingly good <laughs> that free kick. You know the yeah. bit, the sort of a uh, bit of trickery, and then just to smash it in like that, like you know all our players are literally stood there watching it as they've taken the lead at Hillsborough in a, a game that Wednesday is supposed to win. Uh, and shout out here as well to Daniel Mann. I think the commentary on this game is obviously going to be legendary forever, but mm. he just every moment he sums it up so well. I think I love that sort of. Well, I hope it's worth the wait. Again, he's, I love that sort of commentary as if you know what's going, as if he's seen what's going to happen. Yeah, you know, and I like oh, it's a stunning strike. It's rolled for Fleck to hit it. Oh, a stunning start. John Fleck with a searing strike. And the Blades inflict the first wound on Derby Day. Yeah, I like his... Um, I don't know if it's just United fans that appreciate his commentary ability. <laughs> but yeah, he's no, very yeah, good I, I really do. He's a bit sort of... I don't know, he's a bit like a computer game commentator, but I love it. <laughs> well, the thing I was going to say is... Um, you know, he is like palpably excited about the goal. Like the, the what he's just seen. Like he's obviously... And I don't mean because he supports United or anything like that. I just oh, mean no. the drama of the underdog taking the lead like that. He's like, oh, you know, he's really, really into it. And it definitely 
added to the moment in real time. And even Danny Higginbottom is like, the wall is a waste of time. You know, I love, what, I love the, I thought the commentary from both of them were really good, obviously because we won, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it would have been horrible if they were like, when's 4-0 Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, great, great strike from Fleck. It was not a, not a regular goal scorer for us until this season. And, no. I mean, it's that I can't think of him. I know I can actually off the top of my head. I can't think of him taking a few more free kicks like that. I remember it's he... not the usual. It's normally Norwood, though, isn't it? I mean, obviously Norwood's not on the pitch. No, either, yeah. but... we've that... we've done the little roll and roll and shoot a few times. He's, yeah, yeah. I think he hit he hit the post against Brentford in the first game of the season, actually, from one I remember. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. Then, uh, I think Sharp was offside on the rebound, but yeah. yeah so I pulled it out a few times, but yeah, great, just a, a class finish. One of you know. Probably one of the better derby goals that uh, yeah. certainly have been scored in my lifetime. Anyway, we don't score many free kicks, do we? To be fair, no. I, there was, there was a, uh, I don't know if I sent this to you. There's a good article on uh, Athletic by Michael Cox, the zonal marking fellow, the other day. It was just saying about how, like, actually, free kick, direct free kicks, like the people just aren't scoring them anymore because mm-hmm. people have kind of realised how unlikely they are to score. So yeah, they're just like the actual yeah, amount that's yeah. being taken is, is actually dropping off. So. Yeah, it's, it's something like one in fifteen results in a goal or something like that. It might even be less than that. Actually, it was, oh, interesting. It was a really low amount, but anyway, yeah, you're right. We we don't score many, but this was a this was a good time to get one for sure. And yeah, I think you know what what really pleased me was just how you know you often see that when a talent side scores, and then the commentators are like, oh, you know, they're, com- they're brimming with confidence now. Look at them zipping the ball around, and mm. we actually did that. It wasn't yeah. like right, we've got a lead now, we're going to protect it. I mean. Some of the football we played after this was just beautiful to I watch. I clearly remember when that goal went in, saying "just blow the whistle now," like just like <laughs> obviously joking to my dad, but I did expect them to sort of have a bit of an onslaught onto us after mm. that goal, and it, and we just completely dominated. Yeah, I, I I actually feel like I probably said exactly the same to my dad or vice versa. Actually, mm. <laughs> almost exactly those words. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's one. I mean, there's one. It doesn't. Uh, well, it kind of does lead to something, I suppose. But um, we we played out through the press so well. I thought. I mean, this this, yeah. this is one nil, and you know the Wednesday crowd are obviously trying to hype their players up, get them back into it. And we we get forced back from the halfway line. It goes back to Blackburn, and then he lays it out to a defender. And you know you can hear all the Wednesday fans like you know shout, go on, get into him, that kind of thing. And you know five or six passes later. Clark's running free on the halfway line and he slides a through ball to Brooks and he mm-hmm. you know he kind of tries to beat a man and gets tackled but I just thought that was amazing you know yeah. it just it, uh, oh actually sorry that that move ends with Bannon uh, destroying O'Connell um it wasn't the breakaway I thought no, I don't I, remember this I just think I mean it sounds a cliche but it did look like every time we were going to go forward we were going to score or create something we we were just so they couldn't cope with the movement or or, or anything I didn't think yeah, um, I just wanted to mention that Bannon thing because it's it's kind of miraculous to me that he hasn't been sent off in one of these games. Yeah, it's a, yeah. <laughs> it gets progressively worse tackles. Like it gets progressively worse performances as well. <laughs> <laughs> <Ba-boom>. <laughs> Very yeah. good. Um, and then there's you know there's a bit of play that ultimately leads to our second goal, which is uh, Brooks plays his through ball to Basham. He runs into the box. He pulls off a back heel to Baldock. That is uh, amazing. I love that. I love Basham doing his back heels. <laughs> yeah, on the byline, and yeah, Baldock tries to uh, 
tries to centre it inside the box and it gets cleared out for a corner. And that ultimately gets cleared. Um, so Wednesday, uh, a Wednesday defender like whacks it down the right touchline. You can hear the United fans go hoof as it gets hooped this is, away. You asked me before if I could do a top five minor moments, and this is in 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 mine. <laughs> <laughs> go go on then. I'll let you describe this. This is just beautiful. Where obviously Wednesday clear it uh, and boot it downfield, and our fans go hoof. We Stevens boots it back in. Their fans go hoof, and it's like. Oh my God, he's onside! Go, <laughs> just brilliant, absolute. Like, I mean, it's sort of like in the same the same way that the pre-match view, in hindsight, almost looks like I've sort of scripted it and and look, you know, pulled the quotes in from after. That is, you know, again, it's almost like it's like the footballing gods saying, "How daft can we make these fans look today?" <laughs> this, this and that's just the first perfect. step. That's just the first little bit. <laughs> This game was too perfect, wasn't it? I mean, uh, just a, a hypothetical. Would you would you rather have we have won this game four nil and just absolutely hammered them, um, or that things went the way that they did? I, I don't know. I really don't. I, I think the four nil thing would have been fantastic. Uh, that just hammer them on their own backyard would be brilliant. But that Duffy goal. I mean, I heard a Wednesday fan after we were on the house talk. Actually, one of them like put um, some, something along the lines of. Oh yeah, they scored just after we did. It's not as if that doesn't happen. It's like it's not about that at all. It really, really, really isn't about you know. Yeah, teams do score then concede straight away. That that happens in every game. But it's the way it happened, and the way their fans were so up for it and in in so much belief. Yeah. So I don't know. What, what about yourself? I think give me this every time. I mean, I'm I'm jumping ahead here, but um, yeah. yeah, this. I mean, it, you know. That's embarrassing, and it you know the whole ground celebrating and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bouncing up and down and stuff, and then to to have that flipped on its head, it's it's amazing. So That's yeah, what well, I mean, you know we've had it done to us where we've scored and then conceded a goal at Millwall uh, this season. Actually, that we're talking about where we scored, then they took the seven. Oh and scored. god, yeah. It wasn't yeah, the same as this, though, were it? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say probably not, though. Yeah, you're never yeah. more da- more vulnerable than when you've just come to score oh, a goal. God, yeah. 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 Stephen's um, playing- Oh, actually. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Stevens, yeah, as you say, he, he chips the ball back in, and uh, I'm not sure who it is. One of the Wednesday defenders is, is slow getting up the pitch, and yeah, Clark's in on goal. It's something like, oh my god, he's got a, a free run at goal. And uh, I, yeah, t- did you think you were going to miss? <laughs> no, because I don't think I had time to think he was going to miss. Because actually, I, I know I just said he had loads of time, but. It happened quite quickly. It was, I don't it know. Was... It seems a bit more. I see, that's interesting, that because I saw it really slow. That okay. moment. I really I, did. I thought, well, where's the flag? He's got to be offside. He's got to miss. <laughs> like so, one sort of. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I think that's it. I think because of my initial thought was like, he's offside. And then I processed, he's not offside. So that kind of, you know, my thought process just, uh, it didn't have time to dwell on the idea that he might miss, I think. So, yeah. I mean, I can't say I was like, oh, he's definitely going to score or anything like that. But it was more like, this is a great chance. And yeah, one touch it the missed control. missed a minor chance before. He'd missed a minor chance before this, hadn't he? Like, mm. uh, where he'd, he'd not connected well at all and sort of passed it straight to the keeper. It was a very similar finish, actually. But, uh, yeah. in fact, it was, like, low. It wasn't in the corner and stuff, but who cares? Yeah, indeed. So he slides it into the net and uh, runs off celebrating in front of the uh, Wednesday cop and looking a bit, I don't know, a little bit shocked, I think, himself, I suppose. I like that <laughs> look he does, actually, where he's just sort of, yeah, remember me? <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. That's uh, the thing you you almost forget that with the bouncing and then the, the who thing that we've just been on about Leon Clark going back to Hillsborough. <laughs> yeah, um, 
Yeah, we could we can maybe segue here just to talk about Leon Clark actually before uh, before we get to Wednesday getting back in the game. Um, yeah, hat tip to Peter Unlove on the S two four, and probably not the Peter Unlove, but yeah. you, never, you, know, you never know. You never know. Yeah, <laughs> hiding in plain sight. Um, yeah, Clark is apparently the only player to have won at Hillsborough as a United player and won at Bramall Lane as a Wednesday player. That's uh, that's interesting. Well, we Wednesday player then when Blackwell were manager. Yeah, I guess it must have been in that um, the two one yeah. uh, game where two yeah. guys scored. I don't remember. See that so the, the the I can't remember his name. Now the post on the S two form was a Wednesday fan, and he put um, how embarrassing with this for you guys. And you know when that when in that game where Tug guy shoots and and the guy at the front stands up as if it's going wide and it goes in. Oh yeah, and I just I put like the the four two. You know when Duffy scored and said, well yeah, that's one guy. This is like. 30,000 of you, <laughs> like complete fools. So. That's, that's a good one. Um, just a, a small tangent here, actually. So that, that guy you mentioned, I only, uh, I somehow did not know this, but um, he like famously wears a yellow jumper. Yeah. Um, so you can see him in almost every game. Sadly passed away about, um, oh. I think about five or six years ago. And I, I did not I know realize. this at all, that um, United have a yellow seat uh, on the cop where he used to sit. I'm, why don't I know this? I know. I, I only <laughs> learned that yesterday. Um, and I thought, what a lovely touch that is. I've been um, many times in the past and, and probably walked up that gang. Yeah. I've never noticed it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I thought that was a, a, a lovely thing to it read. It was a real time. sort of a memory of the, uh, you know, of the particularly the Warnock years, I felt. Yeah, you can just see him on. I mean, every 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 goal in every game, guy, you can see him. Yeah, see him there. Um, but yeah, Leon Clark. So as you say, this was his first goals of the season for us, and I just want to, I kind of just want to talk a little bit about Leon Clark's legacy. I think as a United fan, a United player. Say legacy, and... he's still here. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> he's never leaving. We've discussed you that. Never so leave. We... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still. I think we've touched about on it a few times, but I feel like. I feel like he's not perhaps uh, lionised to the extent that maybe he should be for what he did for United. I, I don't know. I mean, totally you know, agree. I said it on the on the call hero thing that I don't yeah. know any other player who could score two goals at Hillsborough, score four goals in a match, be, be the, the getting the PFA team of the year for this season, and people still sort of. Nah, he's all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, you know, if you if you sort of examine it with this game, I mean, it gets overshadowed by the Duffy goal, doesn't it? But yeah, and he did he, that for st- Wigan as well. Sorry, it's another thing. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was amazing what he did in this game. You know, we we scored four goals at Hillsborough, and he scored two of them. And I should, you know, I don't want to overlook the fact he also technically set up Duffy's goal as well. I gave him the man of the match after one of the few people. Everyone else gave it Brooks, which I understand completely. I gave it Clark because. He set up one of the goals and scored two, and he was just he got another one which were offside. If you remember, he only taps it in in the second half. Oh, yeah, Could have yeah. easily have had a hat trick. I thought it was fantastic yeah. in that game. Well, he had that one um, uh, in the second half as well, where Brooks sets him up and uh, he, he sort of chips it over the bar, doesn't he? Yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. A pretty good I mean, chance. You know, he's he he went on. This is when he went on his running it a little bit as well. Mm. After this game, he got two against Wolves, didn't he? Uh, the midweek game. Yeah, so I've got it here. It's, I think in my head, I've, I've sort of, uh, I've compressed these. It wasn't quite as sustained a burst as I first thought. But as you say, yeah, it's got two. Obviously, it's got two against Wednesday, and it's got two against Wolves. Um, three days later, uh, then no goals, no goals, no goals, no goals, and then in the space of what I think like four and three and a half games, he scores nine yeah. goals. 
scores four against Hull in a half. <laughs> Insane. He scores against Burton. He scores a hat trick against Fulham, and then he scores again against Birmingham uh, a few days later. Yeah, that's mental. And, and he then finishes. He, the and there's a game where he doesn't score against Millwall, and he scores again against Bristol City. So he gets ten in Correct. five. Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're spot on, and uh, yeah, he's in twelve point, uh, twelve goals by the you know start of December basically, and then he got you know, he, three. <laughs> yeah, After he finishes that. the season on nineteen. I wrote a a, a tribute to Clark um, at the end of this season uh, for Dem Blades. I remember reading it. Yeah, good. I loved it. I think he. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, because I well, the reason I wrote it was I was like, that's probably not going to happen again. Like, you know, I'm not saying Clark's season was a fluke. It's just that was probably peak. Clark in terms of like everything everything went really well for him you know he's, yeah. he, he finished I think uh, I, I reread it to try and familiarise myself with it but I think he's I think he outscored his expected goals by five in the season which is, yeah, is a yeah. good some brilliant finishes that one against Bristol Fantastic. City was an unbelievable finish yeah that was where he like dribbled from the halfway line and yeah. smashed it and then he, yeah the, uh, the Birmingham one uh, that's like a drilled finish as well I'm sure he scored Mm, there's another one as well in in that kind of run that uh, I remember being a, a really good goal. But yeah, nineteen goals. Very sort of, yeah, the thing is as well with that is that he, he was playing well. It wasn't just like he would they weren't just tappings mm. and it was just hitting him on you know his backside and it was going in. It was just one of those fluky sort of things. I remember him against uh, away at Leeds. You know, we beat Leeds two one a couple of weeks after this oh, game. Yeah. I think maybe a month after this game or whatever. He were he were phenomenal in that game. Absolutely phenomenal. Mm. Uh, it was just like and you're thinking, where's this player been? Where not not for us? It, I mean, in general, because this yeah. guy at the moment is like the best striker in the championship. Yeah, I mean, I I would make the case that he, he genuinely was the best striker in the championship that that season. I mean, he, he was uh, he finished joint third on the scorers list uh, with so just. Um, yeah, two shorts of Vidra of Derby mm. and tied with Bobby Reed and Lewis Graben, I think. Or one and behind Lewis Graben. Think about the transfer fees of those three as well. Like Bobby Reed went to Cardiff for about six, seven million, didn't I? Uh, yeah, it might have been more. But I mean, the, the big thing was, unlike the rest of those players I just mentioned, Clark didn't take a single penalty this season. Oh, so Vidra scored two more goals, but he scored six penalties. Graben scored one more the, the goal, but I'd Clark. Well, he's lazy. Very quickly. <laughs> yeah, but the criticism of him came so quickly after this spell, like that spell you're talking about. I remember, mm. like, I mean, I know he, his goals dried up a little bit, but he, he was getting some proper stick, weren't he? Like it, later on in the season, like when we lost a hull away and stuff like that, or yeah, you know, like, why is he still playing it? It's like well, I don't know. Well, Unfair. this is why this is why I kind of want to bring up the the wider Clark discussion. I suppose he was made captain for the first time after the Birmingham game, which is. Uh, mm. Yeah, game we, game we lost away at Millwall. Um, really? And there was also... Yeah, and, and when did he get his new contract? Can you remember that? Uh, I believe it was around December. Uh, yeah, so that also became a thing of like... In fact, I've got it here. He's not trying. Yeah, it was right at the end of the year. It was the 29th of December. So, and I almost feel, yeah, like people have kind of gone like, well, you know, he as soon as he signed that contract, he stopped scoring. But actually... It was in the middle of a period of not scoring, and in fact, he did score the game after. Sorry, two games after he'd signed that contract. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the other thing to remember, uh, you know, is, is we stopped scoring as a team. Um, mm. I was really surprised looking back at this, but we scored eight goals in eleven games to start twenty eighteen. I think it was. 
Yeah. Let me just, let me just check that, actually. Been, uh, well, we went through a period yeah, like, earlier on in the season where we never drew. I think it was like, what, mm. the 19th game until we got a draw. Yeah. And we just like sort of drew, it seemed like, every other week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. I mean, yeah, so to kick off, um, so from the 30th of December onwards... Uh, no goals against Bolton, one against Derby, none against Wednesday, two against Norwich, none against Villa, none against Wolves, one against Leeds. Uh, sorry, two against Leeds, two against QPR, none against Hull. So yeah, we we yeah. went and then and then after that, yeah, we got a three nil at Fulham and a nil nil at Ipswich. So yeah, the goals just dried up for the team really. So I, I kind of felt that was a bit unfair. To, I mean, obviously it's partly partly some responsibility. Definitely has to go on Clark as like the lead striker but yeah yeah it's, it's not entirely his fault and yeah finish with finish with 19 goals and yeah I'm always surprised how I don't know I'm, I'm obviously I don't know the mem- the minds of every United fan but I do feel that in another year he might have been remembered like even more fondly I suppose well, I think and, even at the end of that season if you'd have said who's going to last at United longer Leon Clark or Billy Sharp I think most people would have probably said Leon Clark after that season because Sharp would in and out of the team to the, mm. to the point where I know like a lot of fans are getting frustrated that he wasn't playing more and he's, he's proved that he probably should have been playing in, in the season after but yeah I think like yeah it, it did seem that it was certainly the main striker that season yeah yeah without a shadow of a doubt I mean yeah the other players we had obviously Clinton Donaldson uh, came in and got uh, picked up some injuries didn't he uh, we had James Wilson for a little bit um, anyone else I'm forgetting played up front for us that season did you say Clayton Donaldson yeah 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 did you say him sorry yeah uh, yeah can't think of anyone no there might be somebody I think we played there. Ricky Elms off a lead striker at one point but yeah yeah not not ideal that is no. it um, so yeah Leon Clark he uh, he was amazing for us that season I mean he was like a championship I think you said it was like a cheat code player wasn't he for, yeah, for that, yeah. that season much of it I mean it was a ridiculous run and it was obviously never going to carry on at the rate of nine goals in three and a half games or whatever it was. It's, no. It's not possible to do that unless you're like peak Ronaldo. And no, and they were obviously in, linked with Villa, weren't they, before he'd signed his contract and stuff like that for about four or five million, which uh, before the season sounded insane and now it sounds insane. But at that point, yeah. that's what, you know, that's what you were worth. Pretty much, yeah. Certainly uh, the price of scoring 19, uh, 19 goals with none of them being penalties is... Uh, it's pretty high for sure. Um, Wednesday got back into this game, um, and even watching it again. Yes, I'm glad you're going to say this because I feel the same. <laughs> livid, absolutely livid yeah. when this goes in. They didn't deserve this bloody goal uh, whatsoever. I was so deflated at half time. It's do you know, there's, it's worse watching it again because the half time whistle goes almost almost immediately after, and then. O'Connell and someone else is like up in Clark's face and they're like jabbing I don't know if you noticed this they're jabbing no, fingers at each not. other um, I, I can't remember if like Clark lost the ball or something like that just in the lead up to the goal um, I mean he must have been well up the pitch if he did but <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah there's, um, there's and, and you know that I do remember thinking like that's a bit like mm, uh oh you know there may be trouble ahead kind of thing but yeah, I just remember a... if re- we played brilliant like unbelievable better than I could have out far, and I just remember that goal going in, and then just I, I, I almost didn't want the second half to start in it, but I, at the same time I wanted it to start as quickly as possible because you just felt, oh no, you know that that is a, an awful time to concede, and Wednesday's going to go back in the dressing room now and say, 
we played rubbish, but we're only one goal behind, you know, because we're other chances. I thought Basham did a volley over the bar, didn't he, just before that and stuff, and mm. could have been like three or four nil, and then the next minute, you know, they're, they're straight back in it. Yeah, and it's, it's it's a soft, I don't know if soft goal is right, but it's, you know, it's not really a chance, is it? I mean, I actually, Hooper is one of Wednesday's players that I I do have a lot of uh, respect for his yeah, footballing he's a good ability. Yeah, he was a good player, yeah. Yeah, just per, perennially injured, which is... Um, you know, uh, harsh for him, I guess. It's a trademark uh, of Wednesday players, but well, yeah, indeed. But yeah, so I, you know, he is a good finish. I've always, I've, I've always thought that. Yeah. And this is not, it's, it's not even a half chance, is it? He, no, he just no. sort of hooks it in on the angle, and uh, I don't know. I, I can't say I felt like Black Blackman had made a mess of it or anything like that. It's kind of a surprising shot, almost. Yeah, I think Jake Rattler's like, don't lose the head a bit. Obviously, don't get in like yeah. or Hooper, but yeah, it, it's just so out of nowhere as well, isn't it? Yeah, and as you say, you know, I felt like it, we so deserved to be 2 0 up at half time. And then, yeah. yeah, I think even then, you know, you probably have a little bit of nerves, wouldn't you? Like, oh, you know, just keep it tight for 10 minutes in the second yeah, half, that yeah, kind of yeah. thing. But yeah, to just see that. And then obviously the crowd are all lifted. And so, I mean, you know, the only thing you can hear at half time is the Wednesday crowd, like, you know, urging their players on as they, as they go off the pitch. And you're just thinking, like, there should be booze ringing out around here. And you should just be hearing United fans singing, like, because they've been shocking all half, and they somehow got back into it. Well, I, um, to, I was sort of looking forward to basking in the glory of that half, if that makes sense. I was really looking forward to the uh, half-time, the, the, uh, half you know, what they were saying and stuff. And I didn't watch any of it, because I was just sort of, oh, no, you know, this is this is bad. Uh, I just I went from sort of never wanting the match to end to wanting it to end immediately. <laughs> Let's take a very quick break to tell you about one of our sponsors, Beer 52. Beer 52 are offering a free case of their hand-picked beers to Bladespod subscribers. All you need to do is head to beer52.com slash bladespod, sign up and cover just the £4.95 for postage, and they will deliver a case of eight free beers direct to your door, meaning you barely need to leave the sofa to sip delicious craft beer from around the world. Because these aren't just any beers, Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting craft beers from the greatest small batch breweries the world has to offer and deliver it straight to your door. They don't hold you to ransom, you can leave at any time with no cost to you. Sign up today and get your free case of craft beer, get it from beer52.com slash bladespod. That's the word beer, then the numbers 52.com slash bladespod. Now back to the podcast. Underneath my feet, it is moving. Oh, Duffy has got there for Sheffield United. Inside and outside he goes. That's a stunning goal. How on earth did he manage that? Extraordinary stuff. Well, that's how to answer back and then some. So at halftime, Lucas Zhao comes on for Wednesday. Uh, I don't think this is accurate what I'm looking at. Do you know who he came on for? Do you know who uh, replaced? Uh, was it Wallace? Yeah. Uh, give me a sec. Uh, no, it was uh, Jones, your your mess, best mate, David Jones. <laughs> <laughs> who is David Jones? It's like the blandest name ever. I think they paid about a million for him or something like that. Had, yeah. It's like I mean, look, I've just googled him, and there's a there's a fashion shop that comes up <laughs> before him. That that just shows how rubbish your footballer name is. 
Um, is this him? Yeah, he played for Preston and uh, yeah, he's now at Oldham apparently. England under 21 international. Started out Manchester yeah. United. Never heard of him apart from this game, obviously. And even then, I wasn't sure who it was. Anyway, so Lucas Zhao comes on and that also. Had Zhao done anything against us before this game? Because I no, remember, I, I remember being worried. That a lot of Wednesday fans I knew thought he should have started more. And that's the right. only thing I knew about him. When he came in, I said something to my dad like, oh, so-and-so at work says, this guy's a good player. Yeah, I, I, that concerned me. I, I, I don't know why. I, I, something must have happened. I don't know if I just, like, maybe in the odd Wednesday game that I'd watched, I thought Zhao looked like their only decent player. So... That did worry me mm. coming on a little bit. And I will say, Wednesday definitely started. They, I feel like they were the better team for about 15 minutes at the start of this. This is incredible off. for me, then, because when I, look, when I look back at the game and we watched it last Saturday or whatever it was, Wednesday are on top for about 10, 15 minutes, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Something like that. But it felt at the time, to me, like it was like two hours of constant pressure. <laughs> <laughs> it really, really did at the time. I was sort of... I can't believe how little amount of... Time the I mean how little they created in that period because mm. to me it felt like they just battered us for ten fifteen minutes and we had the better chances in that spell. Yeah, so this is where the uh, the Brooks Jack Hunt nutmeg happens, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, which is a oh unbelievable skill. <laughs> you know, he takes that touch to kind of bring it down on the touchline and then uh, yeah, Meg's uh, Meg's Hunt and leaves him for dead. I mean. I, I can't remember who it was that uh, said this, so I'm, I'm apologies for for nicking it. But uh, it was David Brooks sends Jack Hunt into Sheffield Thursday. <laughs> I it was fantastic. Like it, like that. Yeah, um, and then he he, oh, he just slightly messes up the pass to Clark, doesn't he? And then Clark asks up the finish. But I mean, that is just the ultimate, like you know, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough, kind of yeah. kind of move. Like what a flex! You at the time. Oh yes, it went so close to it. Is it again as if it knew? <laughs> yeah, it's like please make a gif out of this moment. Like that's exactly right. Yeah, but why is it Perfect. so close at that moment? <laughs> <laughs> so good, and I feel like that was the end of Jack Hunt's career, basically. Yeah, that's um, I, I think he did get to, he did get to Villa actually. He definitely played. Bristol no, Bristol. City, he, uh, yeah, so he he actually won at Bromwell Lane. The he did, did the double up totally. last season actually, but yeah, you know <laughs> yeah. he's finished. That's that's all he's going to remember for. <laughs> it is yeah, <laughs> that moment. Um, yeah, as you say, I was there any other chances around this time for us on the break? I this live goal from Clark, which I mentioned earlier. Um, oh, yeah, I don't yeah. Think, yeah. I don't think there's anything else, but what I couldn't get my head around when I watched it back is how little Wednesday created as well. There yeah, was a lot of just... noise and a lot of sort of pressure in the sense that the ball's going into the box and they had a lot of possession and stuff. But as you said earlier, Blackman didn't have to make a save. There were one bit where it went over Jake Wright's head and Hooper just didn't quite get onto it. Mm. I think, but that it? I think so, yeah. I mean, so I don't. Remember. I mean, they. Let me just bring up the stats again. Uh, why does this keep resetting? That's not. Did happening. you feel like that at the time, though, that they were constantly all over us, or it was just me, sort of? I felt like uh, I felt like the equaliser was coming. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought we probably need to change something because uh, even we'll though they weren't, about, we changed, didn't we, before the goal? We did, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it sort of. In retrospect, it's almost like. I almost feel like Duffy came on after the equalised, like, you yeah. know, in the fallout after. But it's, it's actually the other way around. They made a substitution. We went to 4-4-2, which is really unusual for us. Yeah, so, I mean, the big thing, of course, is Jake Wright gets substituted off. I mean, no wonder we conceded a story. What was, what was Wilder <laughs> yeah. thinking? Yeah. You can't take Jake Wright off. Jake Wright, who, but you know, I, famous... I the times, like, Jake Wright's coming off and Duffy's coming on. I was like, what? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five foot nothing attacking midfielder in central defence. Let's go. Because <laughs> obviously we never ever really went to a four, did we? Very, very rarely. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't remember. The last time we did it, like prior to this game, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Have we done it recently though, as well? Uh, in the Premier League, not that I can think of. We've, we've tended to go four three three when we've chased. Yeah, games. this is what I mean, and this, this is what I felt that like we always or some. Yeah, it's always like a four three three. So to go four four two, and he put Brooks on the right wing, didn't we? Um, and that's where the goal comes from. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think about this reshuffle. So what, did we move? Yeah, so Baldock gets to right back. Uh, I guess O'Connell must have been left back then, right? No, I think it were O'Connell. Oh, and, sorry, uh, Stevens. Yeah, yeah, yeah Stevens. Stevens left back O'Connell, Carter Vickers, the, the central pairing. So I imagine right. Duffy, Fleck, Fleck probably went on the left then. Yeah, it must have done, yeah. So uh, anyway, that, that change gets made and actually Carter Vickers makes a... I don't know. Sort of. Well, first of all, um, Bannon, to be fair to him, plays a good ball out yeah. to the wing, um, and Brooks still in the kind of uh, getting his position right, and also the fact is, you know, nineteen playing his what probably his second second ever like actual game was, of professional yeah, football, second, second ever uh, league game, yeah. Yeah, because it's not like he'd yeah been on loan at well on loan at Chesterfield, I suppose, getting a full season's experience. Anyway, he, he doesn't track back properly. Or, or he, that's slightly unfair. He, he sort of realizes a moment too late that he's yeah. out of position, and then he can't get back in time. Um, and it ends up getting centered. Carter Vickers is I don't know. I don't. I don't it's not like a mistake, but it's, it's sort of out of position. He kind of stretches yeah. to block the cross and just ends up on his backside. And Zhao uh, so, smashes it into finish. the net. I mean, he should score, but yeah, you know, emphatic finish. Yeah, how did you feel when that went in? Do you know, I, I went upstairs. I, I said I can't watch this. Like immediately, and I don't smoke uh, unless I'm really drunk. And um, but I had some cigarettes left, like from a party that we'd, we'd had. A bit, you know, <laughs> someone had left some cigarettes, and I actually got a cigarette out, <laughs> and I uh, and I smoked it in the bathroom, and just shaking my head. It was like, honestly, it was like so. I, was, I don't know. It's a weird thing looking back at. But I was just sort of stunned, like when you receive bad news, you know, that sort of... And I always remember that I was just stood there smoking this cigarette as if it were, like, the end of days. (laughs) You know, like we've just been told that... The bombs are coming. Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, why not? You know, I mean... I mean, there's important clarification here. Not um, not, I'm doubting the uh, veracity of of your story, but... That must have been a pretty quick cigarette. Well, this is the thing. I lasted about 30 seconds, if that. Um, so I went upstairs, got the cigs. I knew the cigs were upstairs. Got the cigs, went to the bathroom. I don't know what I was doing in the bathroom. I didn't go to the toilet or anything. <laughs> Just wanted to like, stare in yeah, the mirror. I had like, a, couple of, a, couple of pie, like, a couple of cans of beer watching it, but certainly weren't drunk or anything. But And, yeah, and then, as always, you sort of... It's one of those things where you don't want... I do this for United games a lot. The Villa games is another one where you, you turn it off, but you really want to watch it. And obviously mm. with that much left, that much of the game left, so I came back downstairs pretty much as the ball were going over the top uh, uh, okay. to, to Duffy. Because obviously I, I went up as soon as they'd scored and the celebrations went on for a little while, you know. Mm-hmm. So then I came back downstairs uh, and the ball were going over the top and we scored. And I didn't know it had gone in. I thought it had gone wide. Oh, oh, really? I, I don't know if it was just my brain that didn't sort of... I don't know. I, don't, I didn't if I, maybe not be able to comprehend what had actually happened. <laughs> well, see, I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was literally unbelievable, that goal, yeah, wasn't it? I like, mean, it, yeah. it was, you know, it, it just goes... It goes I, you know against... What? I didn't even notice Wednesday fans bouncing. I don't know if you did. 
at the time. Yeah, I did. Sorry, I, I was sat there. Unlike you, I did not leave the room. Uh, me and my dad just sat there, like a little bit catatonic. I think yeah. I don't know. It's sort of them. Uh, I think I said this last week with the uh, when when you know I got relegated from the Premier League, and I, well, you want to look away from the celebrating yeah. Wigan fans, but you sort of can't. And and this was this is it. I just. Oh, I was just really stewing of like, I can't believe this has happened. Even though we've had like 10 minutes of we've been under the caution, yeah. had to make a change. But it's just like, how has this happened? Not like, I can't believe we've thrown it away. Just like, we had them. You know, we were so yeah. much better than them. We deserve to be winning this game comfortably. And, well, what and now, look. My mind of that 30 seconds I was stood upstairs or whatever was sort of, whatever happens now, because I didn't, I didn't think the wrong way of always getting back in it. Whatever happens now, they've got the bragging rights, they're going to be celebrating. That's yeah. be, you know, we, you're two 0 and you, you uh, effed it up, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm well, like, I just right so, you know, understandable. And then, I, and but all I kept thinking is, we're going to lose. We are definitely going to lose. This is, this these sort of games happen like this, you know. Yeah, it's very unlike a team to get back to two two and then immediately concede in the way Wednesday did. Did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just thought like, there's just no way we're going to turn it around. I mean, we had another game, didn't we, in the. Actually, it was in the the Chet Evans League One season. We blew a two goal lead late in that one, didn't we? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bramall Lane, uh, yeah. and obviously ended up drawing the game rather than uh, losing or winning. But yeah, I just, I just, I don't think sick is the right word. But I was just sat there, like, just trying to just like accepting it almost of like, right, well, that's you know, it's going to get worse as well. We're going to lose this game now just because I can't quite explain what's happened, but. There's, you know, it's just flowing Wednesday's way. There's no way we're going to be able to turn this I, around. I mean, it, looking back, it, looking back, we, we were still in the game. We, we were still creating chances, you mm-hmm. know. So, it, but at the time for me, it felt like we'd just been battered for 15 minutes. Yeah, we were definitely on the back foot. I mean, I'm looking at the second half stats. So, Wednesday had even more possession in this half. So, 66%. Um, I can't get the time splits of this, but they. Outshot us eight to five in the mm-hmm. second half. I imagine the bulk of that is in that first fifteen minutes or so. But didn't they only have I mean, two I... shots on target all match? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we had seven, which is yeah. insane because that fifteen minutes to me is when I, when obviously I, the two goals. Yeah, when I look back at that, think back to that fifteen minutes how I felt at the time. It, it I don't say it was like shot after shot, like you know, but obviously that's, that that didn't, that didn't happen. No, indeed. I mean, one of the the great unanswerable questions is how this game goes if we don't retake the lead immediately. If Duffy's shot had gone wide, mm. how does the, the the? I really think this is this important. The future of the two clubs is slightly different. I think <laughs> it really could be. Let's we'll get to that in a second. So this, this Hillsbury is is bouncing and it's I hate this song I've always hated this song I hate seeing it makes me feel sick when I see Derby fans doing it to be honest I don't know who started it whether it was Wednesday or Derby or indeed someone else altogether but I, I, I hate... yeah I think that it just I'm an idiot I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sort of I'm completely biased but I just feel like a bunch of kids it's just like oh, God, mm. it's so pathetic but yeah, anyway that's, uh, <laughs> yeah exactly. pretty much the same to be honest I hate seeing it so yeah I was just like oh just enduring it but then Leon Clark flicks a ball over the top for Mark Duffy to run onto. Inside and outside he goes. It makes Van Aken look like a three-pound defender rather than a three-million-pound defender. Smashes it into the net past Wildsmith. And, I mean, I was shocked. I think that's the only word I can use, really. I did not cheer. My dad jumped up, cheered, and I stood for at least only two or three seconds. But 
you know, it were enough. It were, I don't know. It were enough for me to remember. And then I cheered her almost like I didn't want, couldn't believe, didn't want to believe that it happened in case it didn't actually happen. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I definitely did cheer. I just I do remember my dad just like yelling something like, "Oh, you're not bouncing now, are you?" or anything <laughs> like that. This is very uh, accurate. It's weird that I really didn't thought. see the bouncing thing until after I went on Facebook after and everyone sharing. I like, I do not remember this. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a oh, it's such a great goal, you know. Just like everything about it, the one I can't remember who it is, but somebody lays it to Clark, and he it's like Duffy. first is it Duffy? Yeah. So it's a one-two, it's right? Two, and he, yeah. you know. Clark is essentially like just this first-time touch pass over the top to spin the defender, and then, you know, Duffy obviously had a, you know, it was it was even better for his next season for sure. But yeah. you know, the incredible, the, not only the speed of feet, I suppose, but actually burst of speed to get onto this, and then yeah. turn Van Aken inside out. He didn't all at this point, Duffy. He didn't stop. No, the he wasn't. Carruthers were the, were the the man with the shirt. I feel like he was. Was he injured or had he just had? Had he missed some of preseason because he's um, have a kid or he just become a dad? I don't know if that was this season or the one after, but he definitely yeah. he definitely missed some of preseason to that. Yeah, it was a bit slow yeah. getting up to speed. Um, but yeah, he just immortalizes himself in in Blade's history. I mean, we will, you know, we'll genuinely be talking about that for as long as we're watching Sheffield United. Yeah. I think I'm sure everyone will who, uh, who who was witness to it. I suppose. Billy Sharp said to him after, apparently, you don't know what you've done, and I think he does now. We have how many times people tag him in it and stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, amazing. And then yeah, to you know the, the Wednesday fans just quieting down quite a bit after that. I think. Watching it back, it's the moment like where you can see the bouncing stop and everyone suddenly go like, oh. Yeah, it's almost like you can see a collective dropping their mouths, can't you? Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's just a fantastic moment because it, it's... The fact it's in a derby obviously makes it so much more better, but it's an amazing goal. It comes so out of nowhere it's not as if Wednesday scored out of nowhere and we're like oh how did that happen they were you know they did deserve that equaliser at that point they, they were putting pressure on it's just incredible I just don't I, I, I yeah don't think words can ever yeah. sum that up to be honest no yeah it's just, it's just amazing I mean and then uh, and this is maybe going to be in some of the, the five small details that I asked you to put together but some of the some of the videos that came out after this game. And these are the ones I talk about where I just have to watch them all the time. But there was the, you know, that USA soccer guy, I think it is. Do you know this guy on Twitter? And he's... Uh, no, 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 he posted it, didn't he? Yeah, so he's the one. Because then, the, you know, everyone was like, if you're a Wednesday fan, why on earth have you uploaded this video of like, if, if you know, your club being ruined, yeah, essentially. But yeah. but yeah, I think he was he took the original video from, I don't know, whatever the... Whatever the stand opposite where the camera was yeah. of uh, Hillsborough bouncing and then obviously cut into uh, the Leppings Lane end and Duffy smashing it in and the United fans going absolutely insane and yeah if I was a United fan and that had happened to uh, to us and I was filming it I would be deleting that instantly and then <laughs> probably set, setting fire to my phone or something yeah. to make sure it's definitely on the, on the view from after someone said the ground looked fantastic when it were two two shame we're only for thirty seconds like in all seriousness <laughs> I'm like yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, Duffy writes himself into the history books with that one. Uh, they take off Fletcher for Rhodes, as you say, immediately. And then I don't really think they threatened us at all. They a long-range shot that went over the bar and that were it. Yeah, exactly. That really sucked the life out of him, I think. As it kind of would. I mean, yeah. 
you know, such a stunning moment, really. And then, yeah, Clark makes it uh, makes it four two. This goal to me seemed to come about ten seconds after the Duffy goal. <laughs> At yeah, the time, th- I just I don't remember anything happening in that period other than Bannon having that shot. And I don't remember that because I've looked back at it. <laughs> Yeah, I think my adrenaline must have just been absolutely through the roof. You know, the the unbelievable low to an unbelievable high. And that's kind of why, you know, and I posed that hypothetical earlier, would I rather we just yeah. win 4-0 versus this? That's why I would take this every time because of just that flip of emotions. And, and, and you know, it works the, the inverse as well, doesn't yeah. it? You know, Wednesday fans must have been on an unbelievable high at that point. And then I think from minute gutted. sixty-seven to seventy-seven, I, I was just sat bemused, just thinking, "This is <laughs> mental." <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, really uh, yeah, sort of like this is this a dream? <laughs> yeah, and then it, yeah, even more. There's, there's something a little bit dreamlike about this Clark goal, actually. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible Brooks defending kind of, this. Absolutely appalling defending. It's not great. Brooks, I think it is, flicks it over the top, doesn't he? Um, yeah, and two Clark. I mean, he's running in between two defenders, and they both bounce off him or bounce off each other, and he uh, he steers it towards goal. And yeah, watching on TV, I, I thought it was wide. I, I was like, I did, yeah, good. I'm glad you thought that. Cause I did. I, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was on my feet, which is um, not something I do very much anymore when I'm watching a game on TV. Yeah. As in. Uh, you know, in like the build-up to a chance, you know, like as if I'm stood on the cop. It's like, it's like kind yeah. of like what you're doing, actually. You know, you can you can still see the same picture. Yeah, I do that though. Yeah, I remember like <laughs> I watched the West Ham game because I was at work and Bernie goal. I like stood up like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think both me and my dad actually stood up for this. Like as he's running in, and I was like going, "Oh, he's missed, he's missed, he's missed," and then like, "No, he yeah. hasn't. He's in. Unbelievable." Yeah, I really thought he'd put it wide, but it just sort of dribbled into the corner of the goal and. Yeah, that was that at that point I was like we've I don't I don't think I was thinking we've won, but I was thinking, Oh my god, we've scored four times at Hillsborough. Can you believe well, it? I'd not looked at my phone all match, including half time. I don't know why. Mm. I can't I don't know if it was superstitious. I don't know why, but I didn't look at my phone at all. And I looked at my phone after that goal, so I must have been confident that we were gonna do it. And I genuinely I think I had something like thirty two messages. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of them from the same people. Do you know what I mean? Like, go, oh what's happening, you know, all this sort of stuff. Well, like, yeah. Wow, and I think it was then it sort of dawned on me, you know, with all the messages that I'd got, and then looking at the score and what had happened, that wow, this is a this is this is a genuinely sort of legendary game. This is not, yeah, you know, this is a, a massive event. Yeah, people will be talking about this on podcasts in three years' time. <laughs> yeah. When yeah, a virus sweeping the world. This is what they were talking <laughs> about. <laughs> it's been a very good prediction. Um, yeah, after that Wednesday, brought on Jacob Butterfield. I mean, Partridge shrugged yeah. for that one uh, for Ross Wallace. I have no idea who that is. Uh, Jacob Jacob <laughs> Butterfield, that is. I know who Ross Wallace is. Um, Brooks had a uh, another great bit of skill down the right, didn't he? And then he has this. You know, it's not mm. a, not an amazing shot. Pretty pretty comfortable save for Westwood, but another like just we're so much better than you kind of moment of just like, just give it to this guy and just watch well, that it. Like, as you said after that third goal it was just basically back to the first half where we were just completely yes. in control we didn't create as much understandably because obviously you don't want to throw away that lead we're obviously not pushing as many people forward as we were first half but it was just again Wednesday had 15 minutes in that match not really yeah Yes, indeed. Um, Brooks was a late substitution for uh, John Lundstrom. I didn't know he played in this. When he came on, like, I was watching the, the, the game back, like, did he play Lundstrom? I didn't know he came on in this. Here comes Lord Lundstrom. Yeah, what happened to him? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And uh, the game finishes with uh, basically an empty Hillsborough mm. and just incessant noise from the United end. I think this was the... I don't know if this is the genesis of the um, Never Gives the Ball Away Coots song, but it's certainly the, the first time I became yeah, aware yeah. of it. And obviously it's not a original song. It's sung by fans of every team around the country. But yeah, I do remember uh, for like days afterwards, I was singing singing that, I suppose. I just had it in my head all that time. And then speaking of which, I mean, you know, the, the, the whole like... I don't know about you, but I just had like... Uh, you know, if you don't bounce, just in my head for days <laughs> yeah, after this. I was whistling this. it at work actually on the Monday. Do, yeah, do, yeah. Do, do. <laughs> <laughs> when I uh, when I met with my, with my dad in the pub for the uh, Wolves game a few few days later, yeah, we were the same. Yeah. It's just like the first thing we said to each other: "If you don't, just had to launch into it straight yeah, away." I, just... I think everyone were on such a high, weren't they? After that, I mean, not not just the day, that the the week after almost. But I remember the Wolves game having an amazing atmosphere. Uh, obviously, yeah. we won that as well, but because the, the the game after this, it must have been the press conference on the Mondays when Carlos did that twenty pound stunt when he sort of punching that twenty pound. I say he's still twenty pound. He's still twenty pound, and all our fans were singing twenty pound is all the worth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. I don't know. It just seemed that everything was sort of. And when's he lost that night as well uh, to Birmingham? Oh, so I think yeah. we got something like seven points clear of him, which. Beginning of the season, finishing above Wednesday were a bit of a, I won't say a pipe dream, it weren't that unbelievable, but, you know, it, it wasn't something that were probably realistic, I wouldn't have thought. So to be seven yeah. points above them at that stage, it, just incredibly, and, you know, I, I truly do believe that that had a huge impact in, uh, in in the way both clubs have gone since, I really, really do. So certainly some not that I've seen in my lifetime, too young for Boxing Day, so... But, yeah. you know, apparently that was a very similar sort of thing where they won that and it took them on to greater heights and we went lower. And I think that's what's happened with this. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that it's uh, correlation not necessarily equaling causation. Like, you know, maybe it's maybe it's not the reason why we went on opposite directions, but you can't argue that we did go on opposite directions. I mean, look, Wednesday, uh, I mean, I would say Wednesday are worse now than they were then yeah. and they were not good this season. You know, they're in a worse mess. The fact that they're still... Yeah. Depending on those players, they obviously have an impending uh, points deduction hanging over them. Did you see this in the press recently about um, Carlos saying that he was interviewed by Chancery's son for the job? who were twelve or thirteen at the time. (laughs) Yeah, just type it in, you'll see it. Uh, He's done an interview where he said that he brought him in as sort of sort of his football expert, and it was this twelve to thirteen year old lad, which was Chancery's son. And he said he'd he'd liked he'd seen him his teams play and he liked him so that's why they appointed him. Oh my lord, yeah. that's amazing. But yeah, I mean they went through, um, you know, they went from this guy to uh, Jos Lahuka, yeah. I believe, uh, yeah. and from there to Steve Bruce. Is that right? With a bit of a bit of Lee Bullen in the middle. Do you know what, what I think? What made it sort of summed it up to me more than anything is when I did the pre-match view from Wednesday, you know, for the home game at our mm-hmm. ground, where they celebrated the nil-nil like it were, you know, like it was just like the best ever thing. Um, the the pre-match view from that is a couple of months later. We're not talking years later. It is so different. Like the first one, can't expect to get anything from this game. We can have hope, but let's face it. They're a far better team. They're going to score more goals than us. Uh, another one, I feel this is going to be the biggest defeat uh, in our history in terms of derbies. We're going to get mullered on Friday. Wilder has something. Neither our managers have. It's an eye for a bargain and a real passion. And You think about what they were saying before that game, what I read out earlier. That That's happened in two or three months. Yeah, that is incredible, isn't it? Absolutely 
unreal to have that change, I suppose. And we weren't in... I'm just looking now. We weren't in... When did we play that game? Was that in January? January, yeah. yeah. Uh, just so off... we, were not, we weren't even in amazing form at that point. We only won one no. of our... Jeez, you know what? We'd only won one of our last, like, 12 games? One, what was it, 18? But Wednesday had lost... Uh, just looking at Wednesday now. They'd lost six out of the last seven. Right. I mean, They'd yeah... Just yeah, went def- to Burton Albion 3-0. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, this defeat definitely informed their attitude for the next few derbies, didn't it? Yeah. Of like ultra defensive, just just prey, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, yeah. I don't think the dar- this season's derby was anything like the the, fir- the the derby the season after. You know, the first derby season after. I think Wednesday, I don't know, possibly deserved a draw in that nil nil. The first nil nil. I think the second nil nil were just. A bit embarrassing from Wednesday, to be honest. How they played, they didn't have like eighteen percent possession or something. Uh, the one, the second Sorry, one, at Bramall the Lane. second one at Bramall Lane, yeah, where uh, McGoldrick misses the pen. Yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty embarrassing display from them, but I guess they they got what they wanted yeah. out of it, I suppose. But so, I do remember yeah. on the view from after that, it was a couple of Wednesday fans saying people are celebrating now. That we, that is not sustainable, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. About that every week, there's nothing to build on when you play. It's all right in a cup game, but and I just think the respect they showed us after this match is just pff, unbelievable. I don't think we've yeah. ever shown Wednesday that amount of respect, no matter how much better they are than us. I don't think we've ever gone into a derby and said, oh, let's let everyone behind the ball and just out for a 1-0 defeat or whatever. Yeah, I know. So I sort of said at the start, like that's probably what I'm kind of expecting out of this particular game. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly, uh, I don't remember. Don't think I've ever seen the players do that for sure. Um, all right, just a quick hat tip to a couple of players, I suppose. Um, watching watching this back, I forgot how good Basham was good in the, yeah. how good Basham was Incredible. in this game. Yeah, just a you know midfield destroyer almost, but still getting forward as well. Like I said, and. You know, he had a, as you mentioned, he had a, a bit of a volley, didn't he, from the edge of the, kind of inside the area. Um, yeah. And he, he has that back heel on the touchline. He was, yeah, phenomenal. Really just a kind of what you need in a derby game sometimes. You know, someone yeah. that properly, a bit of an enforcer type, which, you know, Fleck kind of is, I guess, but he's a pretty slight of stature sort of player. And Coots is much more uh, gliding about and just sort of, uh, you know, he'll just pull a player down rather than, knocking him aside that kind of thing so yeah yeah, yeah i yeah. thought basham far better than i remembered watching it again um i don't think it was bad i was just i was surprised on the rewatch I just how good it go was to george baldock for me as well because i think that's mm. second game he's ever played like a sort of second game he had ever played for us i believe it had been his second game at championship level as well a derby away at hills i remember being quite worried that he were in the team at the time because i didn't know anything about him i'm like oh, i wish i had kieran freeman in because yeah. You know, we knew what he were about. Um I thought he were some of the little exchanges he were doing, it was like it being it was like the you know, the ball I could today. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely yeah, I could say it's the sort of the, the shoots of that early mm. uh, uh, sorry, of what Baldock definitely has become in the last year or so, definitely visible there. Yeah. Um and the other one I just want to mention again is uh is Coots, just like oh, yeah. magisterial in this game, like peak of his power. I think is Coots, this is his so. sort of final hurrah, so to speak. I think obviously he played a few games after this before the injury, but I think this was his his last sort of not his last, but he th- this is his crowning achievement of all that. Yeah, you know, like that I think it, or whatever it was. Yeah, I, I I agree. This was his masterpiece. I think the I think his um, against Reading a few weeks later. Oh, yeah, uh, superb, there, man. He scored didn't he? Oh, one of the best individual performances I've seen from a, a player. I think yeah, in a, in a one off game, but obviously. You know, what do you uh, think would have happened if he hadn't got injured? Do you think he'd be in the team? Do you think... Uh, 
you know. It's, it's hard to, uh, I can't say that he'd still be in the team. We probably wouldn't have signed Norwood and we probably would have made the playoffs, I think. Um, I don't see, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the one thing you could say is we did, we did lack in attack a little bit. I mean, you know, as, as good as Brooks was in this game, he was also... <laughs> Completely ineffective in some games as well. You know, he's a young, yeah, young well, player. Yeah, he had glandular fever for a long time as well, didn't he? He did, yeah. But even if he'd, I think even if he'd, you know, even outside of that, there was games where he, you know, he looked like a nineteen-year-old who yeah, never he played. Yeah, he did. Yeah, professional football before, I guess, um, or rather played. Uh, I guess probably Clark and Sharp actually. Quick break to hear from one of our sponsors, the Dem Blades fanzine. Like so much of the world, the first fanzine of 2020 has been delayed by coronavirus. But as soon as things start returning to some version of normality, it will be winging its way to you. In the meantime, they're announcing the second Dem Blades writing competition with a £50 cash prize for the winner. This year, they're asking fans to tell their greatest Blade story in a thousand words or less. It could be an outlandish expedition watching the Blades away an exuberant anecdote from those promotion-winning days, or even a depressive tale from the worst times. They want your best Blade story. The judges for this year's competition will be Kate Balaga, who is Deputy Football Editor at Sky, Danny Hall, the author of One of Our Own and We're Not Going to Wembley, and Chief Carrier Bag Firm Correspondent for the Demblades fanzine, Phil Rose. You can find more information at demblades.co.uk. Get your submissions in to hello at demblades.co.uk and the closing date is June the 1st. Now back to the podcast. Clark foraging here. Lees has to get it right and doesn't. And Clark is there again. It's another one for him. And surely that's the one that seals Derby victory for Sheffield United. And on this extraordinary day at Hillsborough, he has come back to haunt his old club. Okay, then. So let, let's just uh, let's just wrap up with um, you know I wanted this to be a fairly definitive uh, podcast about the game itself. So I, I just wanted to run through like some small details that you know just kind of things that from obsessively rewatching this game, I suppose that we've we've noticed. And uh, yeah, you mentioned one earlier that the. Uh, the hoof thing as the ball goes back in for Clark's second. Is there what else do you wanna do you wanna like name check in this? I think we have to mention the mascots, don't we? <laughs> so I've got that written down, yeah. Yeah, the Wednesday mascots. That image. I mean it's obviously <laughs> what I love the about depressed it is, owl. Yeah, it's obviously just a mask, but somehow the eyes are sad. <laughs> That's what I call <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's incredible. It's like he's put sadder eyes onto his to his uh, costume. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Potato Head Angry Eyes thing. Yeah, I just, like, I mean, I've seen one. that owl in other scenarios, and uh, he, he looks happy. He's dancing <laughs> about and stuff. It's the same face, but it looks really sad. I don't know. Yeah, well, I guess it's because they're sat on there, like slumped. So it's they're just sort of like like they've sagged, like someone's yeah, sucked all the air out of him. Whoever the guy is, he should be uh, <laughs> yeah, should be getting pulled his agent. I reckon. Yeah, that that was just, yeah. that image. I mean, there's so many images from this game, isn't there, as well? That's the thing. You've got your, your obviously, Brooks' back heel and Duffy, you know, tapping the United badge and Wilder punching the air and all this sort of stuff. And that's another one, isn't it? That's another image to go alongside them all. Yeah, it's great. I like uh, one I had was uh, Clark's reaction after Duffy scores. Yes, he I does a that. sort of like, <laughs> I, I don't really know how to describe it, but he's like, just like, you know, almost like sh- shaking, like he's been electrocuted kind of thing. He did like. the same celebration after uh, Wigan got the winner against Leeds. 
Ah, right, nice. So it's obviously when it's really happy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, happy birthday, Chris Wilder. Yeah, got ringing out. I think we've got the same stuff here, yeah. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, go on, what else you got? Well, my only one other one that I've got. Well, I've got the view from, which obviously we talked about, because I do think that's probably hmm. the best view froms other than the pre-season Wednesday predictions I still think that you know they're, they're probably my masterpiece <laughs> but I think <laughs> yeah, these were uh, I think the yeah they were just fantastic the way just the way it changed and everything we've talked about that but the last one is how long we took to take the first goal you know for the free kick yeah it took about a minute and like there's a there's a lovely yeah. clip of a Wednesday fan filming it. I don't know why you put this up and they're like come on get on with it what are you doing get on with it you know, you should do this yeah <laughs> they're away in and they're all, nobody says anything you get one guy just saying bloody hell <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's yeah, the that, final thing for that but. Well, I, mentioned, I mean we talk generally about the videos but there is one um, there's one specific thing I want to just call out from uh, somebody filming from the lower tier of the Leppings Lane yes yes um, and then I think that's right unless it's like United's official like crowd cam no I'm pretty yeah, sure it's a, a fan meeting it pans round, yeah. and there's a guy at the front just doing like finger guns, <laughs> all, like left to right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I've seen it. Brilliant. <laughs> just like big grin on his face. I'm doing it now, but like just swiveling in my chair. Yeah, it's so if, good. If he's finger guns. The whole I think that you know we we should give him a shout out next week if he's if he's on Twitter or whatever. Oh, please do. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll buy you a, buy you a pint oh, when yeah, we're uh, able yeah. to go back. It's to an amazing. Again. I mean, I've never celebrated a goal like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, not before or since, but I might have to. Yeah, now. I might have to I'll start like doing my, that. It's a good one. Yeah, my FIFA celebration. Like, put the uh, put the controller down. Just do that. <laughs> left to right on the TV. Um, I mean, one final one. Just um, which I, I did not notice at all the first time, and only uh, only watching the live stream the other day. Um, Coot staring down the entire Wednesday team in the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, I saw this as well. I think Ross Wallace is trying to. I don't know if he's a bit. Ross Wallace is a bit of a character, you know. He's he's a bit of a wind-up merchant, and it seems like he's saying something, and Coots is just not having any of it. (laughs) It's is it just me? I didn't. Why do the teams come out one after the other? Is like, is the is the tunnel not big enough for two teams or something? Good point. No, no idea. I really, really don't know. That was weird, and it's obviously. I mean, we're obviously waiting for them to go first, you know. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Kuntz is probably just thinking about the game. And yeah, it's I, nice. I do know. And it's just the way it's free. Like, what? Who do you think you are? <laughs> yeah, just eyeballing every player in turn. Like, I don't know, peak hard man Roy Keane yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's class. It's just the way it's framed. Like, you know, the the, the footage starts, and Kuntz has just stood there, at, like right at the front of the camera. Was the cap- He was the captain the that day. Yeah, of course he were. Yeah, he was. Yeah, so yeah, that was uh, that was the final one I noticed. Which I, I never, I never, I don't remember that. I possibly just didn't clock it at all no. the first time watching it through. But rewatching it, that was a uh, that was a lovely moment, knowing what was what was going to come up later in the game. Um, so that's it, mate. Uh, a historic game, the bouncing day massacre, the the day the bouncing stopped, yes. and uh, yeah, just uh, incredible. I, I love, I've loved rewatching it. I've loved talking about it. Anything? Uh, any final final thoughts about it? Anything we've no, missed? I, Anything think like that? That, I think it's such a catalyst match for everything that that happened after. Mm. I really do. I just think. I mean, they they imploded so quickly after that. You have to remember at the time. Mm. I think they were seventh in the league, and they never got anywhere near that after. No, not. I mean, not really for the next two or three years. To be well, honest, they had like just... a bit of a spell under Yost, didn't they? Where they had, where they had. Remember that mad run they went on where they. They were getting battered every game and scoring world world class goals from like half line, <laughs> and they got in the top six for a very short period. But obviously, it was never sustainable. So, 
Ah, I actually forgot that. But yeah, this was... Um, I mean, the, the great thing about this in retrospect is it's... You know, I mean, he kind of made that jibe about... Um, or Wednesday Fund made that jibe about it being our cup final. But mm. we have gone on to so much bigger and better things yeah. since this game. I mean, I do still think it is the defining game of the Wilder era to date. Yeah, I agree. But, I, that's a really good debate. But I, yeah, I agree with you. But, I mean, if you just look at it, it's like, well, you know, the time we got promoted, the time we won at Ellen Road, the game against Manchester United, mm. you know, all these other games in first the Premier League at, where we've been. Yeah, fantastic. the first win in the Premier League. There's loads you can do, obviously, yeah. Yeah, um, so I think that's you know that that almost makes it better in a way that it's it, it meant. How can I put this? It's not like it, this is the thing that we all hark back to because nothing else good has yeah. happened. Like it wasn't the peak for this team at all or this club. It was it was the start, as you kind of said. This was the the next step up and the point where yeah the the ceiling got raised and we realised that we we had many bigger and better things to progress onto mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, the onus really was on Wednesday to kind of flip the script, and they're still scrabbling, and they had absolutely zero well, intention of doing that. I do remember at the end of the this season, the Wednesday were really bullish uh, because oh, yeah. Josh had gone on a little bit of a run, hadn't they? Like as all managers do. This is this is what I think mm-hmm. with Steve Bruce. With Wednesday with Steve Bruce, they're all like, "Oh, we're going to pr- uh, challenge next season." Managers often, especially when there's not many, not much to play for at the end of the season, it's, it's fairly common that they go on these sort of runs, and I think that. You know they were quite bullish again in the pre-season before, but they were they were no nah, they were rubbish, weren't they? Really after this, that that they, they that this team that the, what they played that that team had gone after that day for me. Yeah, I think so, and uh, yeah, we we definitely uh, <laughs> set them back a few seasons for sure <laughs> as uh, as we uh, took one one step further towards uh, yeah the Premier League the following season. Definitely, yeah. uh, I don't know. It just showed that we have the. I guess the fortitude to come back from adversity, which we've seen loads of times yeah. under Wilder. And yeah, as you say, teams generally don't come back from that kind of momentum shift, but but we did and uh, wiped the floor with them. And yeah, that's one we'll still be talking about in uh, in fifty years' time, I'm sure. If we're all uh, if we're all still knocking about, then which uh, fingers crossed we all will. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry laughs> to inadvertently end the podcast on a downer, but it's yeah, kind of hard that's to good, avoid we're it. Trying to cheer everyone up here, like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is much more uplifting to talk about than uh, getting relegated from the Premier League. Yeah, that's so. true. That's true. Yeah. There we go, mate. Next, right, and Wednesday did the double over us. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Let's wrap it up there. Then anything? Uh, anything you want to plug? No, I'm doing nothing. I'm being really lazy. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm doing absolutely nothing to be honest. So um, I'll probably do something soon, but I just it's depressing me a little bit. Like thinking about football at the moment. Not, not, Are you more like going back to the past, but. So thinking about it right now because you don't really know what's going to go on. You, yeah, yeah, too much uncertainty to uh, to look forward. I think that's just you know why everyone's on a bit of a nostalgia trip. I wonder you know what what's next for United YouTube channel. Actually, what games we're going to be showing next? I suppose. But, I, I'd like um, to go even further back. I'd love to watch sort of games that you know that you you never even see sort of highlights for. Like, but we've talked about it ourselves, haven't we? With the season season review videos, they should do that actually. Yeah, they're still. If they've got an archive of them, um, have you? Are you writing anything for the uh, Demblades? Yeah, I wrote, I wrote uh, the music thing, and then oh yeah, because uh, it's the music theme one next, isn't it? Um, and then I, I did. I have got another idea, and I can't remember what it was. I've got to write it down in my. You don't, you don't want to reveal it too soon to the world. But it's it? not so that, I just can't right. remember, so that's how good it is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I did have some sort of idea. But what about yourself? Uh, uh, 
What was the question? Uh, I'm for Den Blade. <laughs> oh, uh, I am right, going to write something not for the contest, I don't think, because um, I don't have a good story to fit with that. But yeah, I am working on something for uh, for the fanzine itself, which Interesting. hopefully hopefully they enjoy. I'm also writing a, I'm writing a blog post about why I'm re-watching uh, the 2018 Boston Red Sox season <laughs> in real time as well. Which, uh, yeah, I probably won't tweet on the Bladespod account because most people won't give a crap about yeah, that. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a uh, read of that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's trying to explain why it's not actually mental to do this, why it's not an insane use of my free time and yeah. how it's uh, how it's reassuring to have, like, pretend live sport back in my life. So yeah, look out for that one on my uh, personal Twitter if uh, if you are remotely interested in it. Won't be. Yeah, anyway, there we go. That's a, a good tangent to end the podcast, <laughs> on, I suppose. Um, right, mate. I will. Uh, I will catch up with you soon. Thanks. Uh, thanks for helping me revisit this game. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. enjoyed oh, yeah. this. Enjoyed it very much indeed. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, cheers, both. Thank you.